Welcome to another episode of Classroom Conversations. It's the platform for Georgia's teachers. I'm your host, Ashley Mingwasser. Not a teacher, but a teacher admirer. You are the real MVPs, most valuable professionals, and this podcast series showcases just that. Classroom Conversations is presented by the Georgia Department of Education in partnership with Georgia Public Broadcasting. Our conversation today connects education and the workforce pipeline to examine how community partnerships can support student learning and ultimately help develop the workforce. My guests today hail from the Noonan-Sonoy area, Coweta County to be exact. Here with me at GPB Studios are Dr. Donald White, Science Content Specialist from Coweta County School System, and Julie Itson, 6th grade science teacher at East Coweta Middle School. Welcome, Donald and Julie. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Your your smiles are so big today. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you're both proud to work in science education. So proud, in fact, Donald's Twitter handle is at dwhite.com. Sci guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pride and purpose right there. Absolutely. You know, you have to be strategic when you're setting these things up because they stay forever. So, well, I hope your Twitter following explodes after this. It totally huh? will. Totally will. Mm-hmm. Julie, I was going to ask you um, how you wear your love of science education on your proverbial sleeve, but I see you wear it on your literal sleeve. <laughs> Please describe your ensemble today for our audience. Well, today I'm wearing my dinosaur dress. She said that right. A dinosaur dress. What does it entail? Well, um, it's actually um, lots of dinosaurs. There are many. Um, so, But it's a great company. I'm really just proud to wear it. Um, it's a great company called Swad that um, just focuses on dresses for women and, and girls with steam as their focus. So just want to support them. You don't even have to steam the dress because it's no, already steamed. No, Oh, that's exactly. perfect. Wonderful. And it has pockets. <laughs> and it has pockets. It has pockets. No, we were yeah. talking about fossil fuels today, and it just fit perfect with what I was wearing, what well, I was talking about. It fits this, too, because you're science educators and you're here with Absolutely. us today. yeah. Well, Donald and Julie are clearly two great names in the field of science. Another great name, Albert Einstein. You've heard of him? I have. Yes. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Just want to make sure he's familiar. Mm -hmm. He actually said this. I want your thoughts. Science is a wonderful thing if one does not have to earn one's living at it. Albert. (laughs) Weigh in, Donald. So, so Albert, it it has some great insight there. And, um, (laughs) but one of the things that, we want our students to know is that there's so many great options that are science related that don't require a high-end science degree. So that's part of the, what, we're, what we've been working on, and um, Julie's been a great partner with that. So we're trying to prove Einstein wrong there, which is always a dangerous <laughs> right? uh, direction to go. So mm. I think you're doing well at it. Oh, thank you. I think you are. Well, before we dive in, I think it's good to know where our guests are coming from, and I mean that in terms of perspective and location. So tell us about your role within your school district. Donald, we'll start there. So I'm the science content specialist. I also manage our STEM, STEAM program. Um, I'm a a 23-year educator. I I taught high school for 10 years, and I've been doing this for the past 13. Um, Served on, you know, every state science board you can imagine, uh, Georgia Science Teachers Association, all of those kind of folks. So I've seen it all, done it all. I'm currently teaching for the University of West Georgia. Go Wolves. Um, shameless plug. I, it's shameless <laughs> plug. Um, I, I teach uh, chemistry to nursing students. So I still have my classroom. I, I love teaching um, and I, I love working with teachers uh, who are uh, nerds like uh, like Julie. <laughs> like Julie there, here. <laughs> uh, with her dinosaur dress on. So 
That's awesome. Well, Julie, you've been teaching middle school, you told me, for for three years now, middle school science. Right. Um, What's unique about teaching at East Coweta Middle School? I love East Coweta Middle. It feels like a family to me. I'm so excited to be there. My administration is great, you know, very supportive, and I just have a you know, a t- family atmosphere. My team is very positive and, and supportive. So I love it there. Okay. Yeah. They've all been messaging her, you know, yes, they've been urging her on, yes. telling her to, you know, go get them My today. students were really excited about me coming here today yeah. and all being, you know, just, just being encouraging. Here. And Did they so. say go get them dinosaur instead of go get them tiger? <laughs> they did, they because did of your not. Dress? <laughs> they call me Miss Frizzle, though. Uh, <laughs> so. I see it. I yeah. can feel it in my heart. Okay. <laughs> well, on to the subject at hand. We're talking about the workforce pipeline today. And your students um, will be our workforce in gosh, as soon as seven to eight years mm-hmm. if they take that path. So let's start high level with mission and vision for this. How does working with community partners or local industries support classroom learning? You want to go first, Julie? Um, sure. I was very fortunate to be part of the SIFT program, Coweta Industrial Fellowship of Teachers, and got to go and get some real hands-on experience at one of our industry partners, Quezon, in Coweta County, and just got to really talk to their engineers and, you know, just talk to them and ask, what what are our kids missing? What, what kind of things do you need them to work? And problem solving was one of the big things that we talked about. And so being able to take that back into my classroom and really help them understand, you know, like, okay, yeah, you did a great project, like STEM, for instance, we'll do a STEM activity. And, and then they're able to you know, just keep redesigning, go back and try again. So problem solving is really definitely something that I've brought a lot more attention to in my classroom. That's awesome. What are you seeing, Donald? So from from our side, um, you know, my um, view of things is a little different than the classroom view. I've tried to see, you know, district-wide. Um, those community partnerships are so important uh, for lots of reasons. Um, you know, we definitely want to keep the businesses that we have in Coweta there, and we want to attract more businesses like them uh, in order to be able to um, uh, um, keep our community viable, keep it growing, um, and provide the opportunities for employment that we want uh, our students to, to have. So partnering with with community partners uh, like um, Coweta Fade EMC, who we're going to talk Tell a lot about, about soon, yeah. Yeah, with this project, um, you know, it allows our teachers insight uh, and access to the real world kind of problems that their kids are going to be solving, like you said, in seven to eight years. Um, and, and so it, we feel like that they need access to those sooner rather than later. Um, because I know as a, as a 23-year educator, I have zero experience outside of the classroom. Um, so I have no idea what it takes to, to be successful in the real world. Out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, this uh, access to these community partners allows us to shift the paradigm of what the classroom experience should look like for, the, for our students. Um, and you'll hear a little bit more about um, that shift and, and how that works. But that, that is the most important piece here is, is that we're a- actually able to give our community what they need. Uh, and we're also feeding our teachers and our students at the same time. So. You're describing it as a reciprocal relationship Absolutely. that benefits mm-hmm. them and you and students. So let's dive into that. I think we need to know what this looks like in action. So uh, share some of your current classroom projects, Julie, that you have with community partners. I'm very excited to be working with Coweta Faya EMC. Um, I brought, you know, a project that I wanted to do to Donald and talk to him about you know, teaching the kids about alternative energy and and just wanted to figure out the best way to do that. 
Um, and so he partnered me with Coweta Faya EMC for a project that I want to do about solar energy and, well, not just solar energy, just alternative energy in general. And so my students uh, they purchased me a weather station in order for us to collect data. Cool. And so um, we're they just got installed yesterday. Very excited about it. It's on the building, and so um, and so they're working with me to be able to you know to work through that with a project with them. And so um, I'm, we're going to be collecting data throughout the year, and then eventually we're going to hopefully be able to prove that East Coweta Middle School is a viable option for alternative energy like solar energy is really what we're going to find out. But so um, and then we're going to be able to hopefully have some presentations. My students are going to make presentations for EMC and the Coweta County Board of Education. I'm going to have them get in front of them and, and talk to them about maybe doing solar panels eventually. Oh, they're going to share this with these yes. business minds. Yes. That's really cool. So I'm very excited. It's a great opportunity for me and for my students and for our school too. So. And this was all just born of you wanting to teach differently? What, where yes. did this come from? I think differently. I figured out I don't necessarily think like other teachers sometimes. That's okay. But no, I just, I'm, I taught for 20 years, I taught elementary school. And so I did a lot of integrative um, education and, and being able to like just be able to do things across the curriculum. And so this was an easy way for me to be able to tie in my weather units that I teach, but also solar energy, something that I'm really excited about learning. I'm sure that teaching. translates to them too. Donald, anything to add about uh, some of these projects with community partners? Any other things in the works? So uh, the thing is, is that when you get a project, especially a really good one like Julie's got going on, that that, that leads to snowballs, um, that these these projects grow and other um, community partners see what's going on and say, hey, we want to do that too. So, you know, this this project will be one of many that are going to be just like it, but in other different areas where our kids are, um, kids and teachers are working with these community partners and pro providing like these, these real results. You know, the, the, the goal is for her students, for Julie's students to present to uh, our board, to community members, you know, folks like that. Uh, present a real proposal, and and this is something that th those kids are going to do in their for the rest of their professional life. Is you know you're going to come up with an idea, and you have to present it, and you have to defend it. So it wraps up all of those those things that we really want it to do all in one project. Um, and when other community partners see the success that we're having, um, they really get excited about it because you know we, Julie and I were talking about on the way up here about the return on investment mm -hmm. um, and that we actually have measurable returns on investments with projects like this because this is not the first time that Coweta County has done something like this. We've been at this for a while now, but this is just another example. Um, and this is part of that snowball. You know, we, we work with other community partners and now we're getting Coweta Fay DMC and now we're looking beyond Coweta Fay DMC. So it's just, it's a fantastic little And the kids are really there. excited because yes. it's, they've been watching it as it, as it, you know, as it develops. So first the box came into the room and they were really excited about what's in the big box. <laughs> and so then they saw it get put together and they came in the room and saw the big weather station, you know, all put together. And yesterday they came in and it wasn't in the room. And so they, we, I showed them it out on the building and we downloaded the app to show the real-time weather and, and all the information that we're going to be using. So I'll be, you know, throughout the rest of the year, we're going to talk about not just weather, but the solar radiation and, and everything. And so, wind and, and all wind the other stuff, too. And yes. Yeah. Yes. All of that data. Well, yeah. are there any misconceptions about 
trying to teach curriculum in this way? You know the process with approaching these businesses and industries, Donald. Yeah. Maybe let's start with that. So so I think one of the, the misconceptions uh, that teachers have is that when you're approaching an industry partner, the tendency is always to start with the ask for money. Um, and the what we've learned in Coweta County through our experience is that that's that doesn't always work. Uh, sometimes they don't have the money, um, and sometimes they're not sure what the return on investment is going to be for for that that investment in your in your project or whatever it is that you're working on. So that what what we've done is um, when Julie came to me and said, "Hey, I'm interested in doing something with alternative energy. Uh, I want to do a project. I want it to be hands on." And then I said, "Okay, I know Cali De Fay EMC right now is in the process." of advertising for solar vehicle uh, for the for solar power and electric vehicles and I said let's hmm. there's an opportunity there yeah. let's reach out to them and say hey we are going to do this with or without you we would love to have you be a partner in this um, and as that conversation turned cuz they they see right away we're going to be talking about Kelly DeFate EMC's programs talking about the careers that they offer to their students that's really hard for them to turn down because we all know that you know, labor is an issue right now. Everybody's looking for qualified applicants. Now, here's an opportunity to, to get Cali De Fayette into our classrooms, get them in there working with our students, get them in there basically prepping them for careers at Cali De Fayette MC. What company would not want to have direct access to future employees like that? Are they inter- Are the students interested in that? Absolutely. Uh, for a lot of a lot of reasons, you know, when you talk to kids, even like middle schoolers, they're, they're still talking about, you know, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a football player, you right. know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and the reason that they say those things is because nobody has talked to them about any of the other opportunities that are out there. Unless you've got a parent who is working in one of those, those companies that's doing something interesting, you don't know that they're there. It's just about exposure. It's about exposure. And that's where that return on investment comes is that the, that that's where we got them to invest in us with the, the weather station uh, because they could see a direct connection. We made it easy for them to see that connection and how it was going to pay off for them in the future. So you've, if you're out there trying to figure out how to approach these companies, that's the first thing you got to do is figure out what are they doing? What, what's, what are their needs? And say, hey, we want to help you with your needs. We want to, you change, you flip that script. We want to help you. And, and how can we do that? And then later on you say, well, you know, it'd be great if you're going to come and help us if we had this thing, you know, and they'll be like, mm-hmm. sure, let me write you a check for that because now you've got them sold. So I, I, I think, you know, Julie was just brilliant coming up with this, this little piece. And my job as a connector, that's all I did was I connected Julie with somebody that I knew. In the community. In the community. Right. And Maggie's coming in next week to do some lessons with the kids. I'm really excited about her being able to come in. So. Maggie from the EMC. Right. She's one of their engineers and uh, community outreach partners. So um, that's the example of how they're actually going to interact with our students. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to take this and share this with other schools in the district and hopefully that they can replicate it at, at other schools at, at a level that will come close. It's not going to be as good as what Julie's doing. <laughs> right? but, um, Julie in the dinosaur dress. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, inc- that's pretty incredible. I also think there's another synergy there. A lot of businesses actually have uh, an education mission. Sure. And so they're probably mm-hmm. looking for ways to fulfill that. So you reaching out probably solves that need for them. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. They have some great resources already, like the Spark curriculum that, that they posted was great. Um, that Maggie shared with That's me. That's from, so. from Green Power is, is one of their, their um, all of the EMCs in the state of Georgia work through a Green Power initiative 
to to advocate for teachers teaching some of this type of stuff. So uh, they put resources together, and, and Julie saw some of that. And so mm-hmm. I think that kind of sparked right. the idea. And there yeah. you were. Well, this collaboration, it feels like a real solution uh, and a boost of inspiration for teachers. I know, Julie, I'm watching your eyes light up. You're building a community of learning Mm -hmm. in your classroom and with industry partners. So how has this approach uh, reinvigorated teaching for you and also learning for your students, especially since COVID? Yeah, the last couple of years have been a little challenging. It's been a lot, very different. Heavy sarcasm, Mm, right? (laughs) It's been a little different. You can speak freely. Um, We understand. So um, they've it's been very challenging, and um, especially when the kids were at home, it was very difficult with those connections. I definitely do better when the kids are in the classroom and, and being able to have those relationships. Those are just really important to me. And so um, being able to do a project like this really, um, it, you know, just made me excited to be at work and, and to be there with the kids and, and just something positive to to focus my attention to. If I'm excited about something, I know that they're going to be excited about it, too. Um, so, yeah. So you had this aha moment. It was a spark. It was a spark yeah. of creativity. <laughs> it was. And now it's caught fire. So mm-hmm. you're just saying that that translates to your students. Absolutely. They're excited about the weather station and the project that we're doing. They don't even know, like, what all we're doing. They're just excited about being there at school and, and learning. And being immersive in right. the process of discovery. And I think that the, the key part for that is that it's real. Um, I, because I think, you know, a lot of times teachers complain about the things that they have to do in their classrooms that don't, they don't feel like are, are going to have a real impact. You know, some of the reports, the paperwork, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you don't always see the, you know, why do I have to do this? You know, it's the same thing that the kids ask. But when you, when the kids are seeing this, you know, okay, we're going to collect this weather data that they could just go and Google, mm-hmm. you know, we, right. we could just look it up. But you say, no, no, this is our data. This came from our weather station. We're tracking it. We're, we're tracking reporting it. on it. You're reporting on it. You, we're putting this out for the world to see, hey, this is East Coweta Middle School's uh, weather station. We own this. That makes it real for the kids, too. And I think that that's some of that professional renewal that, you know, that comes along with doing something like this. Now, Julie is, is not your run-of-the-mill teacher, but she has a lot of the problems that other teachers have. And, and you know, COVID sucked the life out of ed- education, especially science education. Science mm-hmm. is about doing. Ah. Uh, and, you know, for so long, we weren't able to even put hands on uh, things in the classroom when we were actually in the classroom. So this is, you know, renewing what I, I know Julie loves about science education is that that doing. And, and for me as a science leader, you know, working with someone like Julie and, and us not having conversations about the things we can't do. It's about the things, hey, how are we going to do this? This is going to be great. So we're, we're pushing through those barriers because we just brought a new energy. Right. To, just to, to say our, what if. What if we did this differently? And, and, and what if we had a, a, a company backing us, you know, a, a, a large industry backing us? And that's what it feels like. It's nice to have, cool. you know, you have those conversations with administrators and you're like, you know, they're like, I don't know if the, how this is really going to work for us. And I'm, then I turn over my shoulder and there's Cowie DeFay at EMC standing in our corner saying, hey, we think this is important. It's a lot harder for people to say no when you've got that kind of clout, you know, in your corner. Uh, and and that is a great feeling, especially coming out of what we've been coming out of because it has been so crazy. Well, and not it, it's not only affecting the students in my class, but like last night at the football game, 
um, I had three teachers stop me. I was like, that's really cool because I'd emailed them about the weather station and, and told them to download the app so that they could see, you know, the data from, from our school. And so the teachers were excited about the, pro, you know, about the new program. And, and then the students, I had a student stop me and, you know, like, show me how he downloaded the app. And his mom was right there. So we were able to have a conversation about what was going on in the classroom at the football game. So um, it's, it's really exciting. I want to hear their testimonials. Have you heard any bits and phrases in reaction from your students that have stood out to you about this this really going to make an impact with them? Um, it's all pretty new still, but, you know, just being able to have something that's right there that's their school and it's named East Coweta Middle. It says that on the app and that they're able to find it and, and for it to just be real for them. They have ownership. I just think, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, uh, well, let's just get right to it. Teachers from school systems across the state will probably want to replicate this, whether they're in an urban or a rural area with massive commercial business or small business. What strategies can you share? What's the step one and, and what can they do after that? The biggest thing for me was to think of something that, like, I'm excited about. And so if it's something that I'm excited about, and I would just encourage other teachers to think of whatever they're excited about, whatever they're teaching in their curriculum. It doesn't have to be science. Um, and so whatever they're excited about, find some sort of project that, that they could bring to a Donald if they have a Donald <laughs> in there in the, at their school system or if not, you know, to community You leaders. raise a good point. If they don't have a Donald, right. um, so what I, then? I, I think with that, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, opportunities that my teachers don't need another opportunity to do something different in their classroom. That's not. That doesn't. They have too many opportunities as it is. What we need are strategies. What we need are strategies that I can take to local uh, uh, businesses that are going to solve their problems and solve our problem at the same time. So, it, you know, look at it from that that standpoint. Even if you don't have somebody like me whose job it is to go out and advocate, you know, for you, you can do that. You. Mm. But the way you do that is you say, "Hey, what what are your biggest problems right now?" and okay, here's how we can help solve those problems. Because they're all going to say roughly the same thing. We can't find enough qualified workers to, to come do the jobs that we need them to do. And the ones that we can find, they don't have the skills that we need to ha- them to have. Okay, well, what are those skills? Tell me what it, specifically, spell it out. Okay, here's how we're going to address those skills doing this project. Now, in order to pull off this project, we're going to need a little help from you. That means sending your people into the building, maybe writing a check, you um, really are a connector. Well, yes, and, and, and that that comes from you know th- that's my mission is is to help connect folks like Julie with folks who can help her do her job, and that's where that comes from. So it's a, it's a strategy, not an opportunity. Here's a, a problem solving strategy for our community for your business. Let me help you solve that problem, and then it takes folks like Julie who are able to look at the curriculum. And not be trapped by it, mm-hmm. to see it, uh, mm-hmm. to see ways through it, so that she can teach multiple standards at the same time. Not trying to teach a week on one standard and a week on another standard. She's trying to do it all together, so that it's really in depth and it means something to the kids and it means something to the community. So if you can flip that switch, that's when the magic happens. That's where the mm-hmm. magic happens. Yeah. Well, back to your strategies, Julie. Anything else you you think folks should try? Um, just be inspired. Well, just being excited about something again, being excited about school after the last couple of years has been, has been a lot for me, you know, just being able to be excited about going to work again. But, um, just 
don't take no for an answer. That ah. might be the, like persistence maybe. Um, and if someone says no to you, then like find someone else if it's in your community. I mean, you have to look at what resources are out there. And for me, EMC made sense because I wanted to learn about, you know, teach about solar energy. So that that just made sense for me. So it depends on what your interests are. Yeah. And, and, and I think I think that a lot of times teachers, um, because of the day-to-day grind that is education, they they have a hard time taking the blinders off to be able to see the resources that are out there that are around them. You know, it doesn't have to be a big industry like Kelly DeFay at EMC. It can mm-hmm. be, you know, just your local uh, your your local shopping stores and, ah. and you know, places mm-hmm. like that. They all have issues that they're trying to address. And if you provide them with a strategy to address that, they're going to come running. So, they're going to come running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, you know, it, I think, you know, Julie being willing to step outside of her comfort zone to being willing to admit, hey, I don't, I don't know everything, but I don't need to know everything. We're going to find people who are going to help me figure this out. Right. And going into it, I had no idea. I didn't understand yep. solar energy, like how it works. I, I still don't test me on it. <laughs> uh, I'm still learning. Right. Uh, um, but I'm, I have no problem with saying that I don't understand this. Let's figure this out. Yeah. That's that's a that that's a barrier that that once once you get around that the world really opens up for you. Wow. So. Well, I think you said the words. They'll come running. They'll come Thank running. Thank you for sharing this paradigm, yeah. Dr. Donald White and Julie Idson from Coitus County Schools. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. I hope that was fun. Oh, it was so it was. much fun. I think Always. we need to keep the dinosaur dress. Can you get us another one? And we'll sure. hang it on the wall somewhere. <laughs> sure. Thanks for being here, you guys. That concludes this episode of Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers. I'm Ashley Mingwasser. One last thing. You're a great teacher. Don't forget it. Goodbye for now.